The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. I am your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your babyest thought thinker, social guru, baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Griffin, uh, this week is at the South X, South W Festival. Six was. Six was. I think it's S by S West. I'm it's not just, exactly sure. No, you. Sp- it's a. It. It is a festival that was created by a race of alien locust people, and so They're, it's it, the proper pronunciation. And not a lot of people get this. Not a lot of the tech uh, thought thinker gurus here get that it's actually pronounced. Uh-huh. Now, Griffin, quick question: When people refer to themselves as thought thinker gurus, sure. Are they expelled from the conference? Uh, they are admitted. That's actually when you pick up your badge, they say, we got to take a profile pic for our social site. And then you take a profile pic for the social site. And then they say, what's your position? You say, I'm a writer for a video game website. And they go, ooh, close, but no cigar. And you go, oh, no, no, I'm shit. Sorry, I'm a thought thinker guru. And they're like, okay, come on in. Come on Is in and dis- bit- dis- disrupt this shit. Promise me this week, Griffin, when you get the person with the worst job title on their business card, mm. something along the lines of a social media professor or ninja of tweets. Master of just, Twitter foo. Master of Twitter foo. You take the card, and then while they look on in horror, you just slowly eat it, mm-hmm. never breaking eye contact with it. And them. then ask for a second. Then ask for another mm-hmm. one. <laughs> The problem is that a lot of these business cards aren't actually business cards. Sometimes they're jump drives. Sometimes they're bracelets. Sometimes they're act- they're Twitter accounts. Sometimes will, they're rice crackers. People will just create bespoke Twitter accounts and then hand those out as their business cards just to really hit the drive the point home that they're thought thinkers. That's hey, uh, maybe a slap bracelet would be the way to go. You goof, but I guarantee it if I walk down Dirty Six long enough, someone will just like... I'm walking down the street, and someone will be like, whoosh, brand cuffs, right there on me. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say brand cuffs? God, Travis, it's like you're living in fucking 2011. Fair enough. Uh, South by Southwest, is it? Is it about music? I really yeah. don't know. Is it it's, a, it's a lot of it's things. It's about armadillos and music, and people playing armadillos to create music. That's exactly right. Or turning them... Like stomp. Or turning like an armadillo stomp. Or pressing their shells down and turning them into film. That's the all the film that gets made here and debuted here, like the Veronica Mars movie debuted last night, was printed on armadillo. It gets wow. it, you get a really nice quality. Um, if you if you haven't seen uh, Apocalypse Now on thirty five millimeter armadillo skin, then you just haven't seen the film. 
Just haven't Griffin, seen it. Do you do much star spotting at South by Southwest? Is it a, is it an opportunity to spot some some celebs? No, I spend all my time at the gaming side of it, which is like oh the, god, we'll forget about it. Then. Yeah, they I know. Don't have any celebrities? They keep it across across the river from where all the thought thinkers are. Is you know, Charlie Norris plays World of Warcraft. Was he there? <laughs> uh, he doesn't, and he wasn't, and he can't. Mister T does. He doesn't, he and he wouldn't. He wouldn't. I've and seen he him on the commercials, and he don't. And he can't. He's on the commercials and he plays. Is that Mario's nephew, Daniel? Is that Daniel Mario? That's his Daniel last name. Mario. Yeah, their last name's Mario. Um, no, it's a it's it's a bunch of different festivals all rolled into one, and it's um, I'm not as like jaded about it as literally every other Austinite is, um, but it does make it. It does. I mean, it does disrupt my taco eating. Because it's well, it's all about disruptive media. I That's know what they mean they definitely fucking get in there and they disrupt the line. By which I mean they make it quintuple the normal line for tacos. <sighs> Did you just go to Taco Bell? I just go to Taco Bell. I goofed about that on Twitter. I was like, uh-huh. "Hey guys, if you come to Austin for tacos. Just go to Taco Bell. There's a reason why it's so popular." And then Taco Bell fucking responded on Twitter. God, nice. Damn it. They were like, not cool, Griffin. You kind of hurt our feelings with that one. Of all the professional rep- relationships for you to jeopardize, you have to go and jeopardize a relationship with Taco Bell. I know. They they fucking locked me out. Why am I supposed to get my fourth meal now? Jack in the box? <laughs> no, thanks. They do have uh, tacos there. And spaghetti. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm, that's troubling. And steak. They got and you can do your taxes. And you can do your taxes at Jotby. Uh Let's help people. I, I'm done with this disruptive technology. It's been disruptive to our show long enough. Uh, that said, Griffin, if you do spot any stars, like during the recording, please let me know. If they walk into my office? Yeah, or walk past your window. This is I, the real Austin. I'm looking at two stars right now, my brothers. Uh, Who? Because you can't see us. It's Kristen Bell and Doc Shepard. Okay, cool. They stop by. Hi. I was going to say, if you're still seeing stars outside, then you forgot to set your clock forward. Ah, uh, That's your problem, not mine. That's not how daylight savings time works. That isn't how time works. What are you talking about? Hello, bro. Yeah, it's called a great joke for the show. <laughs> I don't actually. I would prefer that, that you don't do those anymore. Don't do great jokes? Just, All right. I mean, just say what you mean from now on. I'm done with jokes on this show that are just like, Silly, you know. So many of our jokes are just like goofy, you know. I want to go back to that old school. Like, I want. Sid I miss that joke construction. That highbrow Dax Shepard shit. I'm on that. Talked about Dax. I'm on that Dax. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just silly. You didn't. I'm tell on a joke. that Dax. <laughs> I need. I want a joke on the show. I need jokes. Put set up punchline. Dax. Set up. What do you call a Dax Shepard? See, this is good, Travis. I don't know. What do you call a Dax? Well, I mean, yeah, presumably Dax Shepard. You call him Dax Shepard. Okay. Because okay. that's his goddamn See, name. See, that had a setup and it had a punchline, but it was a little lacking in the Dax department. If we're talking yeah. about basic joke construction. Okay, Griffin. Dax, 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 Dax. <laughs> Again, uh, you were sort of deficient. Dax. Fuck me. <laughs> Hello, brothers. My boyfriend and I have been together almost a year now, and I feel like the fresh buzz of the honeymoon phase is starting to wear off. Is he listening? (laughs) Put him in front of the radio. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I still very much love him and cannot consider a life without him, nor do I want to. 
It's just hard when I see friends or coworkers starting starting cute new relationships, and I feel myself missing the unique twangs of new love. This is my first relationship that's ever stuck, so I've never encountered this feeling before. What can I do? That's from Wistful on the West Coast, and it is a not a bad question. No, and I'm I'm very glad that that last um, sort of interjection about this being the first like long relationship because yeah. like. Um, yeah, like that happens with your first long relationship, I feel like, and it's not, I don't think it's something that it really is part of the territory once you've been um, in a couple of these bad boys. Yeah, and I think that what you're feeling is complete, completely normal. Sure. Like, here's the thing, look, like, what you're seeing is the cute new relationships, what you're not seeing is all the single people desperately trying to connect with another human being, all the shitty new relationships that are starting, all of the problems and fights and awkward breakups and trying to tell someone that the first date didn't work out, all of that, you know, all of the baggage and bullshit. Even worse, that, like, the fifth date didn't work out. And that's, like, I, I, I went through a period where I, like had a lot of those sort of like one to two month long relationships and it sucked every single time because like you get your own hopes up, you get the other person's hopes up. And then when you realize like that, it's not going to work out. Like that's the, that is I like seriously in all of my days and all the things I've experienced that, that is like the shittiest feeling in the entire world. And like to, to me, once you find that right person that you love being with and you, you quote, can't like consider your life without like that is a blessing because you don't have to deal with that other shit anymore so here's what you do you vampire it oh boy no 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 because here's what i mean you need to then you and your partner hang out with these new young couples and just kind of feed off their like little looks between the two of you and little handholds when it's like I remember when we were like that and you get that little like tiny burst of that new cute feeling and then you go back to your house where you already know each other well enough that you don't have to deal with each other's bullshit <laughs> I need you at home to remember that cute new relationship stuff and this is going to sound cynical but it isn't it's your body it's your like body chemistry way of trying to trick you into procreating and deep down in your heart beneath your soul there is a little um man who just wants you he's like a dirty guy he's like just do it because he wants you to procreate and spread your species it's the deepest most primal impulse you have his name is charles darwin and he's a dirty bird it's charles darwin he lives in your heart and he's a dirty bird because he wants you to just do it skip all this relationship stuff just do it spread the virus of humanity this feeling (laughs) that this new relationship feeling is really just like a it's like a no interest loan to get you into a custom uh, relationship car, it's there. There, it's just a way to suck you in. It suckers you in, and then you, the important stuff is the fact that you have a friend and somebody who supports you and somebody you care a lot about and somebody who's a great match for you. And and a lot of that like new relationship stuff doesn't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. Like it's a you're freewheeling. Like so, yeah, it's it's. It's um, cute, but it's also insubstantial, right? You know, because it doesn't you it doesn't have the bedrock. It doesn't have anything built underneath it. And I and I 
can understand the the missing that feeling, but like two things. First off, don't I, I have known so many people who have traded in really great relationships for a taste of that feeling again. Um and and and, and that's not to say that I don't feel like romantic love towards my wife every single day and, and find a new reason why uh, I love her more than anything. <laughs> that happens. Listen, she cut, listen to the show. I gotta cover my fucking bases. That means me too. I did. When you've been married seven years, so, you all know that what? shit Justin said, I mean it too for mine. Yeah, Suck me my too. Butt, I love Travis. my wife more and more every day. Okay, like, all the grains in the of sand, sand in the ocean. Exactly. That's where you. She carried you. Anyway, I I uh, I've seen people trade in re- great relationships for a taste of that feeling. You gotta remember that once you get to be my age the the number of feelings that you won't feel anymore from youth pile up so much that that one's just another one for the stack. Throw it on the brawling fire. Just throw it on the fire. I, I don't remember. There's a lot of things I used to feel that I don't feel anymore because I'm old. I'm an old man. I know it's not. It's, you'll, you Trust me, it'll just get lost in the shuffle. But I think it could be a really destructive. It could be a really destructive impulse. Yeah, totally. Um, man. Another, and this, and you know, this is going to get into like, boring like normal relationship advice crap so i won't dwell on it but uh a great way to sort of get a a semblance of this feeling about back is to put you and your significant other into a new relationship i mean i think we've seen it time and time and again perhaps in steve carell vehicle date night when you're thrust into a unfamiliar circumstance you can discover new stuff about the person you're with and something like that is 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 uh you know sort of what that new relationship smell is generating. You always got to find his one weakness. You always got to pick on his one fucking slip up and never I'm, night, I'm talking about you, Justin, an and your relationship with Steve Carell. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I accidentally bring up uh, the incredible Burt Wonderstone? Also, is that you are really always writing his, even his, in his even fucking his grill. stringers like you, are better than most people's A material. You've right, got you a, a fucking timeshare in Steve Steve Carell's grill, and it's fucking shameful. What have you done? You know what I mean? Did you? I mean, did did you see Evan Almighty? I mean, did you? Did I watched you watch it him? on a plane. It gave me diarrhea. <laughs> Guys, we kick stuff off it like full blown Doctor Roo style. I don't know if that's the the pace that we usually. I got Doctor. Oh, yeah, I hope that helped. I watched, the, we watched the episode of Quantum Leap yesterday in season five. I think like ep eight, where Sam Beckett jumps into Doctor Ruth. This is not a joke. This is an actual episode of Quantum Leap. Um, Thank God. It is the craziest hour of television I think I've ever watched in my entire life because Doctor Ruth is in the imaging chamber hanging out with Al Calabici in real life. And, like, helping him deal with his sexual childishness, let's call it. And there's, like, a Did full... Did Quantum Leap just, like, jump the shark episode two, season Yeah, one? and then it just stayed, it hovered over the shark, like, Chris Angel Mind Freak the entire time. There's, like, a two-minute segment where they're dealing with the fact that Al Calavici can't say the word breasts because he's such a sexual child. And instead he has to say, like, bazongas, balloons, beepers, bompos, weep-weeps. Jim Jims, slappers. And that episode won an Emmy. And that episode won two Emmys. <laughs> for best boob scene. For best nicknames for breasts by Al Calavici. Wow, what uh, a train wreck. It, is that on Netflix? It's on Netflix and it's on Hulu. You're going to want to watch it on Hulu because they don't have all the episodes on Netflix, including the one where Sam leaps into Lee Harvey Oswald. 
<gasps> That's the best. It's the That's fucking it. best. You guys want Yahoo? Yeah. Thanks everybody for sending in your Yahoos. We burned through a lot of them because we did the uh, we did the bonus episode with our dad, which you can listen to now if you are a donor. Uh, and if you're not, you're about to be because we're kicking off the Max Fun Drive next week. Uh, more deets on that soon. Uh, but this Yahoo was sent in by uh, Amelie Belcher. Thanks, Amelie. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Amelie? What was that? It's right next to the Amelie from, from the, the movie Amelie. Amelie? Because she just That's walks not around. an the, impression. You just. It's about a young girl. Hello, I am Amelie. Who can only say her own name. I cook an egg with a spoon. <laughs> Amelie? Jesus. She cook an egg with a spoon? Fall in love again with me, Amelie. Now on DVD. He's <laughs> making the money zone, Amelie. Uh, you missed the f- you missed that new relationship spell, baby. Fall in love with me, Amelie. Don't look for me on Blu-ray. I'm not on Blu-ray. I'm on my I'm on DVD. I'm too small to fit on the Blu-ray. They lose me. I am Amelie. I'm hiding near the spindle. I am Amelie. <laughs> this laser disc is gigantic. I am on the edge of it. Hello. It is like a plate for my egg dinner. Delicious. I am Amelie. <laughs> I am inside your pocket. You have enough money to buy my DVD. <laughs> Stop, or it'll be the whole show. I use VHS tapes because I would get in the little holes and spin around. Is Ollie a borrower? What's going on? Yes, I live in a hole with a mice king. (laughs) I'm married to the mice king. My staff is a lollipop, Amali. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, Christ. Give me a second. All right. Thank you, Emily Belcher. Uh, this is by Yahoo Answers user Erica, who, who asks, uh, <clears throat> I want to give up Taco Bell for Lent. Uh, for Kent, nice start. Uh, I was thing about giving up Taco Bell since I am obsessed with it. But I ate Taco Bell on Ash Wednesday, then later that night decided to give it up. But since I decided after, does it still count or should I give up something else? You have to double give it up. Now, how would that happen? You have to give it up and then steal it from someone else and throw it away. Oh, but that's just thievery. It's not. Yeah, you got to Robin Hood the Taco Bell. You got to rob um, from the rich and give to the garbage. Um, Travis, the problem with your plan is that it's not very sustainable. How's that? Or good. If you want to, okay. if you want to be the ta- first of all taco burglar, you're gonna get in a pretty um, serious trademark dispute with with McDonald's. What about like uh, the the gordita grabber? Gordita grabber, yeah, sure. That that's totally kosher. Um, gordito bandito. Can someone explain to me? Yes. Lent, because uh, like give stuff up and you feel bad. No, no, no I know about Jesus gave stuff. I, up. I know about all that, but like I know that like there's a shit ton of places that do, um, like fish. They get like uh-huh. super fish. Like I think like BK is running some ads now where it's like we got all the fish sandwiches your Catholic mouth can could possibly eat. 
Um, so is it like while you're while Lent is going on, you're also not supposed to eat meat and only fish? Because if that's the case, then like yeah, Taco Bell probably not for you. I do not think they have. It's it's on Fridays. You're just supposed to eat fish. Fish Fridays on Lent or around the like across across the calendar. No, that I do not know. See, I think no, that it's just, just like, Lent, no, just during Lent, you're not supposed to eat it, like like serious meat on Fridays. I think. And I, if I'm not mistaken, that is because back in the day, England had like this um, huge surplus of fish, um, and we, they needed to keep uh, their fishing boats <laughs> afloat. Because I'm not even joking that their fishing boats. No, were I know also you're not joking. That's what makes it funny. Is that our world is the fucking dumbest. Yeah. Like, the fishing boats were also the navy, and they had to keep the fishing boats employed so they could, they could keep their navy afloat. So hey, it's your it's your old pal Sal Pescalito, your lo- your local fisherman. Hey, I just found a new missing page of the Bible. Like in, <laughs> I found it blown around in the street like Bart's nightmare. And let me tell you, it says that Jesus loves fish on Fridays. Huge fan. <laughs> huge huge fan. Trust me, I'm Sal Pescalito. I remembered my name from when I said it a minute ago. <laughs> Which is really the greatest, which is the greatest feat Griffin McElroy's ever done on this. It's show. a lit miracle. Oh, I've been waiting to reference Bart's nightmare for three years now. <laughs> Finally, did, and that, the, and and that is the series finale of my brother, my brother, and me. Um, okay, uh, Taco Bell. I mean, here's the thing. Here's a little Lent secret. Have you guys ever given anything up for Lent? Can we address that first and foremost? Maybe in high school when all your friends were doing it. We don't do Lent. No, I know, but like you didn't like your all your friends were doing it in high school. You were like, you know what? I am too. And in college, we gave up fast food, but that was like a more of like a excuse for weight loss thing more than it was sure. any kind of religious. And then what we did is we did not eat fast food for forty days, and then on the forty first day, fucking took just it to Grub Town. Everything. We drove an hour and a half to the closest Jack in the Box, and like just loaded up the vehicle with fast food, drove home, and had like a three hour feast of fast food, and then we all died. Yeah. Now tries as a ghost. I, I if you're gonna do a Lent thing and you really want to do it for a month and some change, then it's got to be something you can realistically go without for a month and some change. So in that regard, don't I don't think this is a good idea because of course you're gonna eat Taco Bell. You have to. you have to yeah, eat Taco. You'll Bell. die. You'll die if you don't. I think if your special thing that you gave up for Lent to really prove your devotion to the big guy is Taco Bell. He is already so thoroughly unimpressed with you that, like, he's not going to get out the calendar and double-check you. Yeah. It, it's fine. You're trying your best. You clearly, you know, are, are giving it your best shot. Jesus, you if you were to give on. something up for Lent, what would it be? It's uh, It has been so obvious to me since the very beginning. There is only one thing that makes sense to give up for Lent, and that's candy. Because it ends on Easter. Oh my so God, yeah. you are oh. just oh, like you you have preserved your candy virginity. You are re- like the well, taste of the whoa. succulent taste. What you're washed? Cl- I mean, you're washed clean, and you're born again candy virginity. It's your second. You've patched, patched candy your, virginity. Patched your candy. Your hymen. second gummy cherry. Oh God. yes, thank you. Uh, and then once that big beautiful bunny comes through your house. And leaves you with and that takes treasure. Candy virginity. <laughs> he takes your candy virginity. It is going to be the best candy you've ever eaten, and God is going to be like, 
You see? You did it. I got you back. I told and I'm this so is proud why I invented this jelly beans. <laughs> Um, the intent were, was always for people to give up candy for Lent. That's always yeah, what I, God intended for you to give up. That's why he made the Easter Bunny from Adam's foot. Did they have... Yep. Wow. That's... Yep. Child right off. That's 100% bunny. biblical scholar, Justin McElroy. I think... Did they have candy back in Bethlehem days? Yeah, they it was did, probably... It was shitty. It was like dried salted fish. Ugh. I was going to say, yeah, it's like figs that they tried to jam in the shape of gummy bears like hey kids we invented candy no you didn't that's a don't try to i know get ahead of me i know i'm only 10 but that's i know a fig when i see one it's like one of two foods that we have it's figs and bread <laughs> that's all we got we haven't even figured out you can eat the fish yet what a great day that's gonna be only on fridays though <laughs> friday suck dick friday so suck dick we can't eat anything i, I think back in those days I think back in those days, like the sacrifices were so much. Like I gave up furniture. I gave up furniture for Lent. I gave up standing up. You only had like six things that you could do. You had furniture, dates, bread, <laughs> uh, cocaine. Trying to coke your Oof. your habit of trying to figure out a way to eat fish. Yeah, I don't know your your obsession with the pursuit. Just of grab the head fish. and the tail and just bite it somewhere. I don't know. Why does it have these this armor on the outside of it? These are disgusting. Um, this there's year, little. I gave up scorpions. There is no. There are not a lot of foods that so willfully try to dissuade you from eating them. Like you think about fish for a second. Fish is un uh, covered in inedible. Hard to remove little uh, pieces of chitin. Yeah, and then once you get inside and finally find the meat, it, it's got razor sharp, uh, tiny thin bones that are that invisible, invisible to the human invisible. eye. If there's ever been a clear signal that we're not supposed to eat that, I, I don't know what it is. Um, Maybe the blowfish that has the poison in it. That was a, that was one that Jesus like really tried like, to get God, the get on. the fucking net, get it. You're not supposed to eat these. Uh, but on Friday, the poison is nullified. I don't know yep. if you knew that. Every Friday, Fugu Friday. Just like, just swallow it whole, baby. Let it roll. I think I might have made that thing up about the, the English and the, and the fish. <laughs> swallow it whole, let it roll. Catholicism. Uh, another question. It's a new religion. Give it another. I need another question. I'm 22. And I've been working in a manufacturing plant for about six months. It's not a terrible job, but it is not what I want to be doing with my whole life. I have dreams of being a stand-up comedian. I know it takes a really long time to get to a point where I can support myself solely doing stand-up if I ever get to that point at all. Brothers, how do I keep myself motivated at my current job while simultaneously pursuing my dream? First, let me say... Ambitious in Ohio. Roman Mars gave me some amazing advice recently. And I said that, you know, I was interested in doing, like, sketch comedy, but I felt like I was too old. And I said, how old is too old? And he said, do you know how old you'll be when you're successful at it? The same age you'll be if you don't try. And it's like, okay, excellent point. Wow, it's like that fuck, idea of, like... That dude is, like, everything he says is super on point. Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, one of us were like that? Like, how much better this show would be? It would so be really better. good. When he when he said like when you read that did you hear like an ambient soundscape behind his words because like, yeah. I don't think I could talk when I when I saw him at Max FunCon I couldn't talk to him unless I started some sort of uh, lovely ambient soundscape. He to, actually to just compliment. carries a tablet with him that's full of ambient sounds, 
And just yeah. but when you start talking, he's like, holds up a finger. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. And he hits Kaka. play, and you hear, like, manufacturing on the background. It's 99% invisible. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. He's a robot, by the way. Now, what he's at, Robin Mars is also a robot. Now, the the question is not whether or not he should try. What he's saying is, how does he stay motivated in his current job? While pursuing his dream. While pursuing his dream. You know, the thing is, I think the thing is, though, like, you can always find, like, I'm sure there's an open mic night somewhere near you. You know, and if nothing else, when you're at work, write jokes in your head. You know what I mean? And then write them down on your break and then do what a Steve Martin did and stand in front of your mirror for hours on end and practice your jokes and hone your craft and figure out the best delivery. And, you know, I, I, I tell you what, the only thing that ever kept me uh, invested in like uh, non mentally taxing gigs, let's say that. Uh, uh-huh. The only thing that ever kept me invested, and this is a good lesson for like um, people who run a, a business too and, and have their own employees. The only thing that ever kept me invested was ownership. Um, when I would be given ownership of something, whatever it was, that was something that would invest me uh, a lot more into the gig. So like when I was working at Best Buy, for example, I would try to sell karaoke machines by uh, doing karaoke there to the delight, I assume, of all the customers. Uh, and you know, everybody would take a turn, and it was fun, but it was my project, it was something I came up with. We only had like two machines for sale, I'm pretty sure we never sold any, but I- So not a great that, thing you did. So no, when you but, say you tried, what you mean is you didn't try, it's you less killing about, time by jerking off with a karaoke machine. No, it's less about the, it's less about the uh, impact on sales and more about the impact on myself as an employee because I felt more invested in my gig because I had ownership of something. But you weren't doing anything. You were just singing karaoke. You weren't but selling But that machines. wasn't the only part of my job that was impacted. My oh, whole see. attitude towards the gig changed. And I would take on other, like just decide, this is your section. This is the thing that you are gonna crush and you're gonna be responsible for it. It's your baby. And it's not, Juice, it, can I tell you, it sounds like you really killed it. Thanks, Griffin. I think I did a really good job. Uh, those were those are not high margin items anyway. Sure. Selling one but wouldn't have it, made that big of an impact. This guy works in manufacturing though, which I think is like a gig that is specifically designed to crush those kinds of feelings with like a, an iron Orwellian fist. Like then, I'm taking charge of this one nut that I put on this one door. Then you do something that is not related to your job. Take a, start a, a softball team. Take ownership of it. Buy a ping pong table. Don't buy a ping well, pong table. I, how about take ownership of your stand-up comedy career? He's asking your about... Jokes. Listen, Travis, if you one more time try to tell this guy how to pursue a stand-up comedy career when that is not his problem, I'm going to find someone who's better at advice than you. Let me throw and this I out. I hate having to throw that out there on you. I understand. Good luck. Let me throw this out. <laughs> Open the door, yell outside. Anyone want to tell me what to do? Like, yep, I got you. What if you set up a reward system? Cookie points. Cookie where, points. Yeah, more or less, where you say, like, every time I save $100 from my manufacturing job, I'll, you know, take myself out to dinner. I'll go see, a, you know, a stand-up comedy show. I'll rent a movie. I'll, whatever. But just something that makes it 
more than just the drudgery of work, something that feels like you're building towards a goal. Yeah. I mean, that is good advice, actually. Ah, damn it. Yeah. All right, you're back. You're back on. Yeah, I did it. Claw my. Now here's how you pursue your stand-up comedy. God damn it! No, wait. No, I blew it. I blew it. Hello, brothers. In a few months, I am moving in with some friends of mine. They already have three housemates, a couple, and the lady in the couple's little brother. Yes. What? No, that made that sentence made sense to the people who heard it, but not to the person who said it out loud. Okay. A couple and the lady in the couple's little brother. It's the couple and one of their little brothers. Oh, the lady, okay, got it, all right, got it. The couple is going to India for five months, and the little brother is going to go to Thailand. Did you almost say Thailand? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're like Anthony Bourdain. So trash. So world smart. So savvy. Uh, how do my friends and I tell the travelers that at least one of them will be essentially homeless when they return? That's from moving in Melbourne. I don't, don't understand. I do just not understand. let them get home. Let them walk in. Your shit's there. In a few months, you're moving in with some friends. They already have three housemates. The couple and the brother are leaving. How do your friends tell the travelers that? What? I don't understand. Are you? F- it seems to me that they're moving to India for five months. And this dude's, like, creep sneaking in to take over one of their rooms while they're gone. Okay, so, like, that's probably not legal. I don't fucking understand. You can't just, like, you don't have squatter's rights if, like, somebody lives there already. Like, if they don't know that they're not going to have a house when they get back, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, that's, how- why they're trying to, that's why they're trying to figure out how to tell them. How crazy is it in Melbourne? Like, is it just a sort of a, a, a outlaw sort of system where if somebody if you leave your house and somebody else rolls into your house that's their house okay let's mathematically let's bust this down okay a few months you're moving in with some friends of mine so we can assume that the non-moving parties are more than one person we'll say it's two people they have three housemates this is a big ass house it's got five people in it three of the housemates are leaving for a period of time and then when they return they're not going to have a place to live anymore because you're moving into their house it sounds like Depending on how many friends you have in that house, you are evicting a majority share of the house, and that's just not how, like, anything works. You can't kick out a majority of the people in the house against their will, I don't think. This isn't, think, this no, isn't fucking Westeros. Is, like, you can't just, like, fucking... <laughs> uh, I think what he's saying is if, if one or, I mean, either the brother or presumably the couple isn't going to split. So, ooh, make them choose. You, are you saying get some pool cues, snap them over your knee, throw them to them, and say you only yeah, have one Yeah, you go there and say, one of you will be evicted. Why do you say you like decide. that? Oh, that's your, Aust- that's your Australian accent. Yeah. Uh, not good. Not good. Not great. Throw another shrimp on the bar. Terrific. Fantastic. Bye, How Australia. Are all you hey, Australia. Thanks for listening and supporting us. Oh, they know. Years. I've got an Australian friend. I can say whatever sure. I want. Sorry, Travis. Thinks you sound like Orson Welles. Yeah. All and of you. Fat Orson Welles, too. Um, You're welcome. I, 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 this, this is the fucking house of leaves of my brother, my brother, me questions. I still don't <laughs> understand the scenario. Can I just suggest an answer that we have gotten more? Uh, leaned on more frequently, I think, uh, in our in our twilight years. Just tell them, just yeah. tell them 
and sit and use your words okay. and just tell them. Can I role play this though? I'll be you be the person telling, and I will be okay. the parties that All are right. moving away for a while. Crikey, Jim. Okay, start I'm over. Sorry but to have do what? do do a try again. Okay, start over. God blind me, Governor. Nailed it. I have some Got bad news for you. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, when you're moving out. It's going to be really hard for us to Oh, we're not moving out. Rent. We're just hopping out to Australia. We're going to, put, you know, feel free to sublet them, but then we're going to get back because we're a majority share of the people living in the house. We're just going oh, to wait, hop hold back on. right in there. You bring up an excellent point, Griffin. Are they planning on paying rent for the five months they're gone? See, I, I would like to suggest, I would like to make a motion to table, reason being that we do not have enough information to, to accurately and professionally solve this problem. Seconded. Third. Seconded. All those in favor say aye. 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 All those opposed? I abstain. Motion passes. I, abst I abstain until marriage. Let's get paid. March is National Start Your Business Month. All right. The, listen. And April is National Finish This Business Month. You hate your manufacturing job. You love stand-up comedy. It's time to start your business. Don't worry about the numbers. God will Jesus take start, the wheel. Start a stand-up comedy business? Start a, your own stand-up comedy business for National Start Your Business Month. And LegalZoom is going to help you. You can form your own corporation or LLC and file your DBA. Also, these are some funny motherfuckers. They will write yeah. all your goofs, 100% of your material. They are the Bruce Valanche of third-party legal companies. This month only, you can take advantage of... LegalZoom's got a National Start Your Business Month special. You get a free three-month trial of the all-new QuickBooks, which is worth $120. <laughs> well, $119, but still. <laughs> And that's when you enter my brother in the referral box at checkout. So um, that's pretty great. And it's just because we love you. QuickBooks makes it easier to run your new business, your stand-up comedy business, and you're worth it. So please keep in mind, LegalZoom provides self-help services and can connect you with the right attorney. But they're not a law firm. What they are are the funniest, <laughs> the funniest uh, legal document assistance company on the planet you like this podcast you think this podcast is fun you should listen to the legal zoom cast fuck oh me. shit Sp jokes on jokes on Splitting jokes on jokes. sides like jack the ripper uh that's legalzoom.com use the promo code my brother all one word they have it intercapped here i don't know if you need to do that but uh my brother and legal zoom start that business you're worth it kick it off uh, guys, My Brother, My Brother and Me is also supported by Warby Parker, which is a new concept in eyewear. Uh, glasses are expensive in most cases. I just actually bu I bought some glasses like a dumbo, and it cost me $600 million. Like, uh, <laughs> Borat. Are you telling me you got rid of the Randy Jackson shades? Uh, the Randy Jackson shades were apparently my prescription, and those particular framos were, like, ancient. Because I went to the doctor, and he's like, let me try this. And I was like, oh, shapes. You can suddenly see through the wall. I remember shapes, sure. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, I got rid of those. I got rid of those Randy Jacksons. I got Lucky Brand, like the jeans, and they're cool. I think they look all right, but on the inside it says Lucky You, which I also have a pair of jeans that say that on the zipper when you unzip them. So like, if you're getting into the act of intimacy, and then it's like a little banner that's like, hey, I'm a douche nozzle. Um, anyway, that was a very long. Don't be a fuck up like Don't Griffin. be a fuck go up. Warby I fucked Parker. up so hard. Uh, go to Warby Parker and you can get uh, Fashion Forward Prescriptione glasses uh, that start at $95. Um, what? Yeah. And they include anti reflective, anti glare coating. I did pay extra for those on my stupid ass douche glasses. And that $95 includes the prescription. Includes the so prescription, like, includes the frames, the frames, it includes the anti-reflective and anti-glare coating, which you should use if you use a computer a lot. Now here's the like let me give you the let me give you the 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 big best thing about Warby Parker, the thing that Griffin really fucked up. They have a home try-on program. They're gonna send you five pairs of glasses to uh, right to your house. You try them on, you pick the ones you want, preferably the ones that don't say lucky you on the inside. And then you send them back the ones you don't want back. You don't are not obligated to buy anything. It's like a gift for you. They also have prescription polarized sunglasses for one hundred fifty dollars. No big deal. Um, this Just is a great protect your eyes. That's a great deal because what I had to do was go to the glasses store by myself, put on glasses, and take pictures of myself discreetly using my phone, and then send them to my wife saying, "Do these make me look like an asshole?" <laughs> We've all been there. I did the same thing the last time I tried on stupid glasses. Boy, do I love taking pictures of myself in public. Um, don't do that. Go to Warby Parker. Uh, if you go to warbyparker.com slash my brother, you can get free three-day shipping on your five uh, home try-on frames, um, which is crazy. So go do that, warbyparker.com slash my brother, all one word. Uh, and don't embarrass yourself in public. Got a message for Alita from Will. Uh, Alita says, you filled... Oh, this this seems like a song, but I'm gonna try my best. There's definitely no. Do it like a beat poet. Okay, can you guys give me some like some beats? You know that yeah, that's not the, what it beat comes poets in do. between. Doomed. You filled me with such love and joy since before I got a one knee. But marriage to you is greater still. It's how we were meant to be. This year we made discoveries <laughs> like you, you, and D and D, commitments that strengthened ours and brought you closer to me. I know not what next year will bring. Besides that, we will see. But I don't care. Everywhere you look, everywhere there's a heart. There's a heart. So uh, that's the end of it. I assume she didn't have enough room to make up the last rhyme. So, but I don't care. You're my snuggle bear. I'll just I'll just write that for Alita. So well, I'm glad you guys are in love. That makes me very happy, Alita and Will. And I hope you have many more to come. Travis, do we have any other messages? We do for Tommy S. It's from Claire S. It's a special birthday wish. I'm hoping the McElroy brothers will gift to you a new term of endearment. You've had the same one since 2002, and only their collective genii can replace G it with something better. Genii, it's, it's the plural of genitalia. I think. I love you so much and look forward to the next 150 birthdays together. P.S. Let's make a baby. Boom! What is... Okay. Whoa! It's, why are we Dear booming? Mac and then it says, Dear Macquarie Brothers, please help with the... And then it's cut off, so I don't know. I'm I assume it's new baby. 
a new baby. All right. <laughs> I can give you some, some, some. Okay, so here's here's what you're going to need to do. Here's how that all works. New term of endearment. Uh, what's Baby maker. What's her name? Claire okay. S. How about this? Claire's. No, it's, okay, it's, so for it's, Tommy. For, no, it's we're for Tommy. Tommy. Oh, it's for Tommy. Shit. Bricks. No, but call him Claire. How about that? Tom, what about Tommy's? King Baby Maker. Uh-huh. What about Prince? Prince is too much. Baby Hose. Squidgy Face. Rummy Tummy Tom Tom. No. Rummy Tummy Tom Tom is very good. Tommy Gun. Tommy That's Gun. Nose. Like the porn star? Yeah. I think Tommy Gun's a boxer. Tommy Touch a lot. Tommy Toucher. Tommy Toucher. Touchable Tom. Tom. Ricky Ticky Tommy. <laughs> Earl Ray Tomblin. The Tommyest. <laughs> the Who's Tommy. Yes, the Who's Tommy. That will be fine. This wasn't an expensive message. <laughs> the Who's Tommy is good enough for this, I think. Wonderful. I still think Rummy Tummy Tom Thomas. I'm staying well, with Ricky Ticky You Tommy. have many options that you can choose from at your discretion. Uh, so please enjoy them. Hello, I'm Judge John Hodgman. And I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Can you force your girlfriend to listen to heavy metal music? Is a machine gun a robot? Is it okay to take coupons out of the garbage if you're Canadian? What should you do if your parrot attacks your husband? Can you prove that Crank 2 is a good movie? Only one man can decide. Judge John Hodgman. If you have a case for the judge's court, visit MaximumFun.org slash J.J. Ho. If you just want to listen in, Find us on the web or free in iTunes. My boyfriend and I look extremely alike with pale skin, blonde hair, and blue eyes. Everyone knew we meet automatically assumes we're brother and sister. We've been dating for almost two years. However, this problem still hasn't gone away. How do we crush the assumption that we're siblings without having to explain to everyone beforehand that we're in a relationship? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh. Um, when I was in college once, I went to a 7-Eleven with a girlfriend, uh, at the time, and we were getting some Slurpees, and, um, we got the Slurpees, we took them up to the register, and the guy inexplicably went, are y'all brother and sister? And we are like, no, like, we're not, we're, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, we're dating. And he felt so bad that he gave us our Slurpees for free, so I guess that this story- Why would he just, like, volunteer that Right, right. Um, I guess this whole story is- to say, like, you shouldn't. Like, you can maybe turn this into free Slurpees. This could be worse. Um, you could actually be brother. Or they sister. could think you're, like, mom and son. <laughs> I um, I uh, have never, and I, 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 I don't think there's any exception to this. I have never gone to a restaurant with my wife uh, because she's Ever. a much more attractive human than I am. I've never gone to a Cat restaurant Categorically with my wife. and objectively. Yes, and in every respect. I've never intellectually. <laughs> I've never not been asked, are you two together? Is that are <laughs> are these separate checks? Never not been asked. Is that the true? assumption I, I, I have to imagine the assumption that she is in some way my caregiver. That 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 is the relationship that we share, that it could not be a romantic one. Somewhere the waiters are going, how long does Big Brothers Big Sisters last? Yeah, because like at some point they grow up and a, stop hanging out with them, right? This is a wicked Big Brother at this point. <laughs> this brother is aged. Biggest Brothers Biggest Sisters. 
so it could it could be worse. I mean, the obvious answer is you just dye your hair, right? Something fun. Who does it though? Get a full face tattoo. How do you decide who does it? You both have to do it. That's the that's the Wait, deal with Justin, the devil you're gonna make. But like dye their hair the same color? No, one of you go red, one of you go blue. Someone's getting the short end of that stick. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe that would go great with one of their looks. I don't know. How about like homemade T-shirts? Not his brother. Yeah. You say that. Yeah. Yeah, but then you gotta wear the same shirt every. Who day is asking you about this? I I can see like if you meet new people, someone being like, "So are you two brothers?" You know, like. Well, no, no see, like I told that that delightful Slurpee anecdote, but like outside of that, this has literally never happened to me before. Nobody ever, because everybody's fucking bad at this. Nobody, like everybody knows how bad they are at this. Nobody would say that. Nobody would guess. What? It's like a faux pas on the level of like, hey, when's the baby due? Like you don't fucking say it. You don't say that shit. Here's an idea. When you meet new people, when you're being introduced to them, and someone says, like, hey, Steve, come over here and meet my two friends. Immediately start making out. Mm-hmm. Well, then. Just, like, hardcore. So that way, either Steve is going to safely assume that you are not brother and sister. Or Steve is still going to assume that you're brother and sister and be real freaked out. Maybe. Or maybe Steve's down. Maybe Steve's Listen, down. Listen, I don't want to judge Steve at this point. I don't know what Steve's into. Hey, I don't want to label sure. it. You know, that's Steve's life. Um, I haven't lived his life. I haven't been there. I don't know what he's seen or done. I just can't believe in 2014 that this is an issue. People, people are still are this presumptuous. I know. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it seems a little nutty to me, too. I I, I mean, I guess you could just introduce her or, or him or her as your partner in smooching. Do you guys want a Yahoo? I guess. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Ira Ray. Are you Ira Ray? Who wants to know? Uh, thank you, Ira Ray. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Oh, Didgeridude, who asks. Pretty good. Nice. Why won't they let me play the Didgeridoo as part of the band for our church choir on Sundays? Wait, hold on. Is this a dude who identifies himself purely based on his Didgeridoo skills? Or it is a sentient Didgeridoo. <laughs> Why won't they let me play myself? <laughs> Pastor says can't play with myself no more. Um this is an important question. The, I'm sorry, Griffin, one more time. Why won't they let me play the didgeridoo as part of the band for our church on Sundays, our church choir on Sundays? It would be super dope. Period. To, That's it. Yeah. That would be sheer, like, amazing grace, and every so often just like, Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from... It just sounds like the beginning of Survivor every time. That'd be so dope. Listen, churches are trying to get, like, fucking hip with the kids, especially with their music, because it's, like, easy to just, like, hey, we have an electric guitar. We're basically Switchfoot. Um, I, I think there's a lot of alternative per- percussion going on there. Um, a lot of gym. Every church now has a didgeridoo, a rain stick. A didge, a gym, a jimb, a jimbe. Uh, a rain stick, a glockenspiel, uh, and handbells. And that's it. And that's it. And they make beautiful. It's a ragtag group. You would think, no way that good music comes out of that. But then they win the church band competition. Mm-hmm. And they save the rec center. Justin, are you... I'm, missing, are you being, I'm mixing a lot of genres. You're being very quiet. You Are you Googling didgeridoo or... 
No, I know what did you do. It's only in front. I just guess I don't understand the question, really. Is there something inherently sinful about the didgeridoo, I guess, is the question. It's phallic. It is extremely phallic, and you do put your mouth on it, and I do not think that that is something that they would appreciate at the front of the congregation. But they let Miss Margaret play her oboe in the church band. <laughs> and there, it's, that's the most phallic instrument there is. It's got foreskin. I have seen people play didgeridoo in public before, and... Every they time should I be see, ashamed. Every time I see it, I have exactly one question. It's always the same question. What are you trying to prove? That they can play didgeridoo <laughs> well? Hey, check this out. You said I can't play didgeridoo, but I can prove you wrong right now, categorically. <laughs> we all do very good didge impressions, I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think that you play a didgeridoo by putting your mouth on it and making didgeridoo sounds through it. <laughs> It's just put your mouth on it and go. It's just a tube, yeah, and that you make didgeridoo noises into. I play didgeridoo with this cardboard tube. Yeah. Do you remember that book we used to have as kids? A hundred household items that you. Hey kids, turn these household items into didges. Got that from the library. It was a fun rainy day activity. Toilet. It was called What Can't Be a Didgeridoo. Toilet paper rolls. Your hands. Paper towel rolls. Um. Wrapping paper rolls. Your will. Saran wrap rolls. Saran wrap rolls. Biscuit tins when you take the biscuits out. As long as they're Very carefully. Don't unwrap it. Don't unwrap that shit. you can't get a good sound. You can't dig an unwrap biscuit roll? Stupid fucking. That was the sequel book. Dummy. How to dig an unwrap biscuit roll. A hundred cent process. Croissants. Croissants. Can you dig a croissant? You can. Oh, baby. You ain't lived until you dig a croissant. Gotta be a big and thick one, though. Gotta be a Grant's croissant. And you burrow a little hole in there like you're making pigs in a blanket, but you're not. You're making a ditch in a blanket. I once live in a pig in a blanket. <laughs> no! Me and my pig friend Porky. The, we live inside. He tucked me you're, in at night. I'm Amelie. Your Amelie sounds a lot like your Snowden, but without a lisp. Have you noticed that? He's Do my people brother. ever think they're brother and sister? Okay. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. We are brother and sister. It is true. Um, I he once hides inside my heart. I once used the Amelie DVD as a ditch. Not a deep, yep. not a lot of reverb on that particular ditch, but thank you for ditching my movie. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I didn't watch it. I just ditched it. That's actually what digital distribution means. Did you know that? Yeah. Yep. It means sending a movie through a didgeridoo. <laughs> It's a man who describes hit films while talking to you through a didgeridoo. <laughs> and the dream the is actually it. within the dream, and then he wakes up, and it's inception. <laughs> it's totally depressing. He's a slave for 12 years. He thinks he's a free man in the north. So, for the second time, they have to pretend this dead guy is alive. It's weekend at Bernie's, too. It's important that they ditch the name of the Sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, did you reduce? We're done. We did it. We got to the end. Uh, and you made it the whole way, so you have to take some ownership of that. You listen to the whole thing, and that's on you. It's my brother, my brother, and me, and we're so happy to be able to do it for you. Uh, every week. Next week is huge. It is uh, our first of two uh, Max Fun Drive specials. 
We are uh, ramping up the Max Fun Drive. There's going to be lots of uh, uh, awards and presents you can get for supporting the network, plus an opportunity to help make the best podcast network in the world even better. And you're going to be able to be there for that. It's going to be a great show. We hope you will join us. We do some extra long apps. We got that bonus app for anybody who donates. We also have back catalog of of bonus episodes. So if you haven't donated before and you give this year uh, and you start your contributions and you'll get all of that, you'll also get bonus episodes from every other show on the network. It's a pretty crazy amount of content yeah, at this point. I think point. you'll get, I think there are like five My Brother, My Brother, Me's, no. two. I think it's like, what? I think it, either three or four. No, because we had the Max there's Fun Day ton. episode. Oh shit, that's there's right. So there's, there's five My Brother, My Brother, Me's, there's uh, uh, two with our dad, there's uh, uh, two riff videos that we made, like uh, goofing on an old uh, like uh, instructional educational video. Uh, and there's actually 15 minutes of our Austin live show. That oh, that's right. Uh, they, yeah, and I mean, that's just us. Like every show on the network is going to have stuff like that, too. Like you should also be listening to those other shows if you're not. Like uh, like Bullseye and Throwing Shade and Stop Podcasting Yourself and The Goose Down and Saw Bones. Um, and you'll get bonus shit for all that stuff, too. So um, just think about if you if you have listened for a while and, and you've never really um, thought about it, just just give it a ponder. Ponder if you can help support us, because that is like we, we get some some scratch from the, you know, Jumbotrons and the advertisements and stuff but like a bulk of the. The support that we get is through the Max Fund Drive, which is incredible. So, um, yeah, think think about keeping us afloat. Uh, that'll all be next week. Uh, thank you to people and the week after. The it's a two week and the week after two week affair. Th- thank you to people tweeting about the show, like Jeremy Baker, Louisa Heron, Tom Chamberlain, Paul Weathers, Kim G, Drew Davenport, Scott, Patty Benny, Moogie, Doctor B, so many others. We really, really, really appreciate it. And we want to say thanks again to LegalZoom for supporting the show and for offering that just baller uh, QuickBooks deal. Um, LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. So just go to LegalZoom.com and enter the discount code MYBROTHER to get that awesome, awesome QuickBooks deal. And just check out the services they have. If you're looking to start a new business, this is the month to do it. You want to write a plan on dying? dying. You got to hit there first. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, uh, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Had a listener tweet at me and you and you uh, saying that they, they finally caved and bought the album. Not sure what took them so long. Uh, it is fucking phenomenal. Uh, so so go check that out and buy it where albums are sold. Uh, that's going to do it for us. My brother, my brother, me. We got one more question from Ditto. Uh, Griffin, hit us. Sure. This one was sent in by Emerald member Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Selena, who asks, Does rolling and licking the blunts give cancer? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. Or 20. Or 20. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. 
I'm Cameron Esposito, and each week I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Rhea Butcher. That's me. And Ricky Carmona. I am Ricky Carmona. We talk about action and sci-fi movies on a little show called Wham Bam Pow. You can find it on MaximumFun.org. It's amazing. Super fun. True that. Reviews, news, and stuff you can use. (laughs) 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 Yeah.